Hello, and welcome to this episode of Being Witchy. I am your witchy host, Michelle Lorraine. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you're starting to get excited about being a witch. Isn't that weird to say? Have you said it out loud yet? If you haven't, I encourage you to try it. Start using it more and more in your daily vocabulary, even if it's just by yourself. But it's really fun. That's the that's the thing I want you to take away from this is that whether you have a belief systems that really extend around all kinds of things um, or you have more secular views and you're, you're doing this more for the tangible benefits of it and the placebo effect that I talked about in episode one, have fun with this, especially this is October. And our favorite month, the witch's new year, the witch's um, Samhain holiday coming up from October 31st to around the end of the first week of November. In the previous episode, I talked about candles and their color attributions so that when you begin to do your spell work, you can start to associate your intentions with some of the common color attributes for your candles. I didn't mention though about whether they would be scented or unscented. I got a question from someone earlier today about that and the answer to that is it can be scented if you want it to be. The reason why a lot of people choose unscented candles is because they have something called anointing oils that they use to add more intention to their candles. And those anointing oils oftentimes have fragrance from essential oils in them. Anointing oils are really fun to make and I'm gonna dedicate a whole episode to making those, creating those, and talk about their use. So I hope you've listened to the candle episode because the next tool set we're gonna talk about today, I don't know why I say we, that I'm gonna talk about today are the crystals that you can add to your spell work. Now, crystals or stones, quartz, various, um, I guess there's really no other word for it. I was trying to make sure I covered all my bases with the words, but stones, crystals, um, quartz, All of those items that you can, you see in several metaphysical shops, sometimes there are whole dedicated gemstone stores that maybe um, have these items available. These are what you put into it, like everything else we've talked about. What do they mean to you? Do you need a lot of them? You know I'm all about the budget. You know, I really believe in working with what you have and minimizing putting a bunch of strain on your budget just to do witchcraft. It really should be fun and it really shouldn't cause any stress with you financially. And you're gonna, if you decided to do this, you may be headed for a long haul and you have plenty of time to accumulate different things. You don't have to get everything within a three-month period. If you're choosing this path and you're going to be on it for the rest of your life or 10 years or, you know, who knows, you can just accumulate as you are inspired. Speaking of being inspired, there are 
ways that you can shop for them. You can go online, you can go to metaphysical or crystal shops, you can go to crystal mineral, that's the other word I was looking for, mineral, uh, gem shows. There are some shows that sometimes come through town. I haven't been to a gemstone show, let's say that three times, but I have been to a shop. Regarding their properties, similar to other items, what you attribute to them is what they're going to have the power for you. I personally, I like to set a stone of a particular color next to a candle. If I'm burning red candles, for example, I like to add a garnet or a red jasper or a rose quartz, depending on the intention that I want to add to it, just to give it more of that element. It is tied to the element of earth. And here are some of the crystals that you can get started with. If you have no other crystals and you want to use a rock from outside, a nice, beautiful gray stone that you've perhaps walked along a wooded trail and it just calls to you and you like the marbling effect in it, if it has one or if it's just a beautiful soft gray and you like that it's smooth and round and just the right size and feels good to you, let that be your inspiration for your first stone or crystal. I mean, it wouldn't be a crystal, but you know, your first stone, you can use that as your earth element. With shopping, if you're going to go, go for one to start with, you could do a clear quartz. And this is a nice all purpose quartz, just looks like glass. And it can be used with any type of intention or work that you want to do. A lot of times it's used for purity and healing and cleansing and grounding. Remember we talked about grounding earlier. And when you're doing your spell work, the grounding is important because you need to make sure that your energy is not being completely used up and some people have said that holding on to a clear quartz or putting it on their body, some people have even put it in their bra, <laughs> wherever you put it, um, it's supposed to ground you. Who knows what happens when you put it in other places, but I wouldn't recommend putting it anywhere except for like just in your clothing or holding it in your hand or something like that. Or in your pocket. The next one, very, very common, popular quartz is the rose quartz. This one is the relationship one, just like the pink candle that we talked about. We, I talked about in the last episode. The rose quartz supports all kinds of love. If friendship love, familial love, including unconditional and romantic love. The next one would be an amethyst. The amethyst is purple in color and it's so beautiful because it has a little bit of white marbled through it. I'm sorry, a little bit of clear crystal and white. So it looks just gorgeous when you hold it up to the light and you can get it in a rough form or polished form. 
Amethysts are just beautiful. And an amethyst property is one that helps you tune into your intuition and your guidance from higher realms or your higher self and is also used to enhance the power of your dreams, asking for more messages in your dreams and again, enhancing that intuitive vision. So that the rose quartz, the clear quartz and the amethyst are really good to put in your tool set for so much of the work that you can do. The next one is, that I want to talk about is called black tourmaline. Black tourmaline, it's spelled T as in Tom, O-U-R-M as in Mary, A-L-I, N as in Nancy, E. It's kind of a long word, but it's a dark color, uh, black, not as shiny as obsidian, but it is beautiful. It's kind of like a nice matte black. This is one that is protective and grounding and keeps negativity. I'm sorry, I don't like to say negativity, keeps harmfulness at bay. This is if you're doing things, you may want to pair it with the clear quartz, just like you would pair the black candle and white candle together to both uh, set up your protection and cleansing. The next one is a smoky quartz. Again, another beautiful crystal. This is a nice light chocolate, clear colored quartz. It is just gorgeous. Definitely used when it's a manifestation of really pulling that earth energy into converting harmful energy into beneficial energy or um, increasing something good is what smoky quartz is used for. It may not be always a light brown, sometimes it's a little bit more gray than brown. Another workhorse of the crystal family is the citrine. Citrine is, it starts with a C, C-I-T-R-I-N-E. And this one is used for spell work to promote prosperity and self-esteem and confidence and going forward with your work. And it's really joyful, bright, beautiful yellow quartz. It's just another one. It's just fun to look at. That's the thing about the crystals when you hold them in your hand and you're looking at them and kind of turn them a little bit to see how they pick up the light especially when you're picking up the light of the fire from the candle and then it has a beautiful dancing reflection in these crystals. So, you know, again, going back to science, are they doing something? Well, I'm just going to say that's for you to decide, but it is more about how you feel about them. It's more about how you get that tangible beauty in the palm of your hand and admire what the earth has produced and having some gratitude for being able to see and feel this element and connecting with it just because you're human and here you are 
on this earth and you're you're holding this beautiful stone that it has produced uh, so I've talked about a couple there's so many beautiful ones the next one that I really love is the rainbow fluorite it is a that looks like a rainbow it's green dark purple light purple a little bit of pink the it goes kind of moves into a white and then clear crystal and the greens are varied as well it goes from a light green to a dark green dark green towards the purple it's just gorgeous so if you can't find it you don't need it but it's something that maybe if you come across in your travels and you already have some things on hand this would be just a fun one to pick up it's intended to deepen your intuition a lot like the amethyst and really promote love and clear communication that's the intention with the rainbow fluorite so again it's applying energy to your intuition with regards to relationships and then carnelian now moving away a little bit more from the pastel colors carnelian is a red orange color with a little bit of black marbled throughout it is another beautiful i i'm just going to say they're all beautiful really really beautiful <laughs> and this one is supposed to help you set appropriate boundaries if you're one of those people like i am oftentimes i have a hard time saying no the carnelian is part of your protection work part of your warding off of some things that you don't want in your life it really focusing your meditation on being able to say no if you say yes to everything you can't say yes to your if you say yes to everyone else you can't say yes to yourself and i always think of that when i look at this particular crystal because that's something that's really meaningful to me and i i pause while i'm thinking because i'm thinking back on a time when i was at work and another work project came up and I really didn't want it it I wanted an I had a choice between one or the other and it really sounded like they want me to do it so I caved in and I said yes I didn't do any negotiating at all and then I ended up being pretty miserable on the project because I said yes way too much and when you're using that beautiful red orange and black marbled carnelian meditate on that with your candles for career I think it's um the candle for career what I believe is the orange one and you can pull that energy in with both the fire and the earth now the hematite is the next one is part of like a 10 set workhorse for your colors hematite is going back to that black and gray color it's very swirly with the grays and the black and a little bit of white maybe you'll see a little brown in there too but it's very multi-gray um, patterned and it's really a good one for 
pulling in that those neutral tones for protection and grounding and centering and using those neutral colors neutral neutrality in your life you want to attract more of the good and less of the bad so it's looked at as a sort of centering and balancing stone or crystal how would a hematite would be called a crystal i think it would be i'm just going to call them all crystals gems and stones but yeah that's that would be another one you could add to your collection and then the final one i would say would be as part of your crystal uh, set for your work would be a turquoise turquoise is of course as you're familiar with the color, that nice teal, beautiful stone that has the speckled in brown. And it just is so pretty and it's in so much jewelry. You can wear these items as jewelry. You can go into craft stores and you can purchase the stones and you can get cages that you can attach to a necklace. And that can be a way that you can carry and hold on to particular stones and crystals that way. The turquoise is something that you would use in spell work to promote luck, prosperity, and personal power. And you can add all of these to get, you know, you can, I don't know about all of them. I mean, hey, whatever you want to do. <laughs> you can pair certain stones together to get certain attributions out of them. So for example, a smoky quartz plus one called Apache Tears, although I think it would probably be better to call it obsidian because it is a type of obsidian. It's a little bit more of a brown one. It's a good combination for people who are in the process of grieving. And the smoky obsidian helps with transmuting the harmful energy into one that's a little bit more uplifting that is the intention with this and with uh, added with the smoky quartz um, it emphasizes that effect i'll just go through a couple more pairings here amethyst and labradite labradite is a beautiful space sky blue purple swirly looking stone it can help you have a more restful night's sleep. Amethyst is said to help with insomnia, while Labradite calms nightmares and promotes good dreams. Citrine and black tourmaline is often paired together to help ground you in your prosperity and block harmful energy, which can sort of remove um, remove thoughts that prevent prosperity from happening. A next common pairing would be a rose quartz and either a ruby or garnet. And this is an excellent pairing for enhancing relationships. Rose quartz supports any and all kinds of love, as do rubies and garnets. However, rubies and garnets are also grounding, so they can keep you grounded while you're experiencing love and keep you from losing your mind in your love. That's the thought behind that one. And then the final pairing I'd like to give to you would be like the black tourmaline and clear quartz because that is the black and white balancing of the protection and the cleansing. 
It is also considered a balancing of the masculine and feminine energies to help facilitate the free flow of balanced energy. Now, when you're shopping for crystals, you're going to see them come in many different shapes and forms. It is helpful to ask the shop owner if certain shapes have certain attributes. So become familiar and friendly with the shop owner and it's okay to ask questions about this because they know their audience. They know who they're selling to. They know what people are looking for. And a lot of the stones come not only in different shapes and cuts, but some of them are rough crystals where you can't really discern um, a lot of the color in it. It still kind of looks matte on the outside, but you can still use it for all of your work. And then of course there's polished ones, there's clusters, geodes, points. You'll see wands uh, carved out of natural stone to take on that particular shape. So talk to the shop owner about that. That's why I kind of encourage going shopping for crystals in person if you can. If you can't, that's okay. However you decide you want to use a crystal, whatever shape calls to you, whatever finish calls to you, I would say just enjoy it, whatever just you find beautiful and you want to work with, or maybe you go for an unpolished because the polished one is $40 more and you want to have a crystal, but you really don't want to spend an extra $40 on just that one item. It's okay to work with an unpolished one and the unpolished ones are just as pretty. I have a citrine unpolished that I keep in a a round crystal cage attached to a necklace and I just absolutely love it. And then of course you may want to consider doing some Google searching, start to get to know some of the crystals I talked about in this podcast, and then just let yourself go down the rabbit hole. As you read more and more and more, you're going to find that some stones have multiple names. Uh, celestite is one that has uh, another name that's I think celestite celestine it's the same stone so as you go through you're going to find that aqua terra jasper is sometimes called resin or onyx or atlantis stone is called larimar and so don't be surprised by that all right a couple of resources I want to give to you that tell you a little bit more about crystal stones and gems. A book that I really love is called Crystals for Beginners. And it's by the author Karen Frazier. F as in Frank, R-A-Z-I-E-R. And the subtext or the subtitle says, The Guide to Get Started with the Healing Power of Crystals. And it's a wonderful little book because it goes through just a little bit of that information I gave you, but it is in color. It gives you a picture of each one so you know exactly what you're looking at. At the end, she gives you crystal patterns that you can put on the table. She can tell, she tells you about certain um, emotional attributes and what you would use if you're going through something like anxiety or you need to set boundaries what are some ones that you would use for that um, she goes through the basics but also some 
crystals that are not as common like moldavite and lodestone, um, kyanite, epidote or epidote. I'm, I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, but it's one, it's this book that I'm looking at as I'm talking through and I gave you some of that information. Um, but really I, I highly recommend this book and then a couple of resources where you can look for information and get crystals would be crystal-cure.com. This site has crystal products and information about crystals and their properties healingcrystals.com, minerals.net, miss.com, M-Y-S-S, um, also has information about crystals. And of course, Amazon has nice sets of crystals. And as a matter of fact, I got my first handful of them off Amazon because I didn't know what I needed for what, and I wanted just to stay on a budget. And I just typed it in the search um, gemstones, crystal stones, and I found a set of all different kinds, a nice variety. And I think it was like 10 or $12. So it was really great to have that. And I've, I've referred to my little pile of crystals and stones. And then as I visited shops, now I kind of know a little bit more of what I'm looking for. So I hope that helps you get started with adding crystals, gems, minerals, and stones to your work to pull in the energy of the earth element. If you have any questions about anything I've talked about in any of my podcasts, I would love to hear from you. I have a website called potionsandparchment.com and you can also email me at michellelorraine at potionsandparchment.com. I'm currently working on setting up some inventory of supplies. You won't see much there, but I wanted to go ahead and get a podcast started because I want this to be about you and not about me. Eventually there'll be stuff that you can pick up, but I want to help new people get started with this because I feel like it is something of a learning a method of learning that appeals to some people some people like to read some people like to go ask others in groups some people want to listen to a podcast and I thought this would be a great time to share what I've learned so far in a podcast with you so that you can enjoy this particular learning format so I'd love to hear from you if you have any feedback if you have any questions I'm always looking for interaction and engagement I'll end this episode now with a reading for today. And I am uh, a little late today, but we still have the rest of the day to go. And it is the Seven of Wands. The Seven of Wands is something having to do, is a card having to do with facing challenges, getting arguments from people, having others press upon you, setting up obstacles in your way, just trying to knock you down a notch. And the meaning of this is to ask yourself, how can you leverage what's what you're trying to do in this situation? How can you turn it around? Are you exhibiting some contradictory behavior that's encouraging this? Is there a way you can discover a solution in which everyone wins? Maybe being a little stubborn is not the way to go. 
in in situations today maybe maybe if something happened at work or you had a conversation with a family member or a loved one is there something that you're really holding firm on that maybe you can pick your battles on this time and by picking battles you'm sure you've heard that phrase before is this something that you really need to hold firm on your ground or can you just bend a little bit so for example in your love life um have you are are you holding firm to something or is 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 whatever they're offering you is it something that you can say yes to or do you need to take a look at that and say no this is what i deserve so maybe kind of holding on to your values but at the same time finding some compromise and then as far as money goes maybe you're on pins and needles about something with your financial standing maybe um you are worrying about things where you have a lack instead of maybe standing up and taking action against that fear and saying okay i'm going to find a way to tackle this problem i'm going to make some phone calls i'm going to look for some online resources that maybe are some alternative solutions take a look at those you may find that when it comes to money and finances it's not a one path solution and with regards to career perhaps maybe you said one thing and did another and your coworkers and associates are a little bit discombobulated but you need to kind of just open up and say hey this is where i was thinking this was my method of operation and and how i approached it and why i approached it and a lot of times some communication and and giving them a little bit more context around your actions can help and with regards to family same thing as with coworkers everybody sort of has their own ideas about how things should be run in the household and that can really lead to a little bit of chaos a little bit of arguments some some confusion and this is the time to kind of take a moment in that chaos and stand still for a second and say okay let's take a break all go get something to eat you go get something to eat let's sit down read a book look at our phones for a few minutes and let's revisit this conversation and really focus on solutions rather on who's wrong and who's right so take that with you today apply it to the start of your day tomorrow and those guidance factors will definitely help you um, regardless so With that said, thank you for listening to my podcast today. I appreciate you spending this time with me. I hope you got something out of this. In your journal, write down what you learned from this podcast, some of those core crystal items that you can pick up. And then ask yourself, do you really need them right now? Make sure that it's beautiful to you. That would be something that I would say you could write down in your journal what is beautiful that you love looking at that sparkles in your eye you can hold in your hand something even you have in your house did the nature trail walk and picking up a stone call to you write down what is meaningful to you in terms of gathering the beauty from this earth have a beautiful rest of your day um, and I'll t- we'll talk tomorrow